0: Greetings and happy holidays you guys. This is going to come out just a couple weeks before Christmas and I'm going to be taking some time off at Christmas. So I wish you the happiest of whatever holidays you celebrate and I hope it is time spent with family and friends and just your your community, your people and your and your animals <laughs> if you're like me and you love them just as much as the humans. I wanted to revisit a topic that I covered way back in episode 82, which was, oh my gosh, so long ago, on how to answer the tell me about yourself interview question, which I call the toughest interview question. And and the reason that I call it that is because it's the first question. If they ask it at all, it is first. And so it really sets the tone for the entire interview. And as I have stated on numerous occasions, when you start badly, There's that thing called the primacy effect, right? So people tend to remember what you did first and what you did last more so than what you did in the middle. And so if that first interview question kind of, if you stumble and fall on it, it's really hard to overcome that, not only in terms of the mindset of the interviewer who has that negative impression, but also your confidence, you know, you screwed it up and your confidence takes a hit. You might be thinking about it in the back of your mind while you're trying to move forward with the subsequent interview questions, but you're really kind of stuck back there on, on how you did wrong. Here's what a lot of coaches will tell you. They say, tell them your work history, your strengths, why you want to work for them. They want to make this a full-on sales pitch, and I don't recommend that approach. And Part of my reasoning for this comes from having been an interviewer, and I was always a fan of structured interviews. And what I mean by that is I'm asking the same questions to every candidate, because otherwise, how do you evaluate them on a level playing field when you've asked completely different questions and approach the interviews completely differently? So if you answer, you you know, why you want to work there and your strengths and, you know, all of these things and you go through your whole work history, A, it's going to be a super long answer that's going to go way past the two minutes I recommend. And also, you're going to be answering subsequent interview questions, and that's going to disrupt the cadence of the interview and make it very difficult for the interviewer to evaluate you on par with the other candidates. And you might also notice if you were able to kind of be a fly on the wall, you might also see that interviewer scrambling because they are, because the cadence has been thrown off, they're sidetracked, they're distracted trying to figure out how to assess you properly. And I also think there's the piece of, you know, we talked about this is going to be a long answer if you answer all those questions. So what you could very well do is put the interviewer to sleep right off the bat, because if your answer goes more than about two minutes, you have really, especially if this is an introductory or what's called a screening interview that lasts 30 minutes in total, and if you take five minutes to answer one interview question it's very likely that it's gonna not only throw off the cadence of the interview, but you might put the interviewer to sleep. In a structured interview process, what they're going to ask you about is your strengths. They're gonna ask you why you wanna work there. They're gonna ask you why they should select you over all the other candidates. So they're going to ask the questions that these other interview experts will say that you should answer up front. So let them ask the question. And then you can answer it rather than trying to give them everything up front. Now, here's the reason that I always ask the tell me about yourself question. I wanted to see what would come out of the interviewee's mouth when asked such a broad, non-specific question. So I haven't led them at all. I haven't said, tell me about your background. I haven't said, tell me about your you know, work experience. I haven't been any. I've just said, tell me about yourself. And I've had plenty of clients over the years who have shot themselves in the foot in the way that they've answered this. I remember so clearly I had a candidate who told me, I said, tell me about yourself. She said, well, I have three preschool kids. I'm a single parent and I'm in the National Guard. And those were three things that I could not ask her about, but I couldn't help but think this is someone who is going to have difficulty being at work on a regular basis between three small children as a single mom nobody to help her and she's in the national guard so she's going to have commitments that take her away from work you know one week in a month and every what is it one week a year something like that i've also had candidates tell me about their abusive ex-boyfriends that they just got away from i've had clients tell me or prospective employees tell me what's going on in their family of origin uh And my personal favorite, and this was back when I was interviewing at a university. So in my work, this is years ago with a now defunct drug company called Eckerd Drug. So it's a retail, it's like a CVS. In fact, I think CVS is the one that bought them up. I was interviewing soon to be college graduates for entry-level management positions. And I interviewed one guy and he said, actually, this was the weakness question. And he told me that his greatest weakness was he couldn't come to work when he was tired and he went on and gave this whole story about how he would call him sick to work and he would sound pitiful because he was so tired and he would sleep all day and then he'd be fine the next day well that went over great as you can imagine so these are things i can't ask about so we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot when we answer this question i also asked this question as a kind of a soft pitch before getting into the more technical or behavioral question, so it's just a nice way to kind of break the ice non-specific tell me about yourself and then we're going to get down to business but I was constantly surprised at how many people were unprepared for that question to me it is interviewing 101 and when someone says oh that's an interesting question my thought in my head is no it's not it's the basics and you should have been prepared for it and clearly you are not here then, I want to give you my eight top tips for answering the tell me about yourself question. And as I have said over and over again, and as I say to my clients, when I'm doing interview coaching with my clients, I'm never putting words in their mouth. I'm never telling them what to say. I'm giving them strategy and how to approach the answer, their answer to a question that serves them in the best possible way. So number one tip structure your answer in a past present future format give the interview a little bit of information about where you came from where you are now and where you want to go now where you came from could be you know i was born in the smallest city in ohio uh population 12 and went to a high school with x number of people it could be something interesting like that Or it could be more recent. I recently graduated from Florida State University with a degree in marketing. It could be I just left a position as the vice president of human resources at such and such a company. So past is relevant. It can be anything in the past. Present is kind of what's going on now, maybe maybe some challenges that you're dealing with in your current job if you're working, or you know, what you're kind of looking for is this next step, which would be present, what you're learning currently, what you're doing. And then future could be a goal that you've set for yourself that may or may not have anything to do with work, but you're you're showing them that you're goal-oriented. So that's tip number one. Structure your answer in a past, present, future format. Tip number two, stay at the 40,000 foot level. This is not the time to provide a lot of detail about your accomplishments, your work experience, your skills. They're going to ask those questions later on. So keep it high level and maybe they have prepared questions to go deeper in those areas and maybe you say something at that 40,000 foot level that they're just curious about and they want to ask so then that way you know there's a level of interest in what you have to say about that specific area otherwise maybe you're giving them too much information and kind of overloading them with details that they aren't able to absorb So that's number two, stay at the 40,000 foot level with your answer to the tell me about yourself question. Tip number three, keep your answer to two to three minutes. And I do mean time yourself, work it out, lay out what you're going to say, practice it and time it. By staying at that 40,000 foot level and not getting into the weeds with details, it is easy to keep your answer To the question to know more than three minutes. I'm actually going to give you an example at the end that is a minute and 50 seconds when I timed it. This is also going to help the interviewer, of course, keep on track with the questions that he or she wants to ask without going over time or conversely not being able to ask you all the questions, which means they can't evaluate you again on par with the other candidates or putting the interviewers asleep. So that's number three keep your answer to two to three minutes. Tip number four, introduce your brand right up front. If you've done the personal branding work that I've talked about on other podcast episodes, you should be very aware of your personal brand. If you haven't done personal branding work with me or I've got opt-ins on my website that you can get to help you with your personal brand, maybe you've taken a class or something else that has exposed you to this concept, I highly recommend that you work with someone. I've had clients who've come to me not to do their resume or anything else other than I want to get clear on my personal brand, so let's do that work, and I've done that with clients. This is your chance to not only introduce it right off the bat, but then it gives you that kind of foundation to then reinforce the brand, keep coming back to it as you go through the interview. So number four is introduce your brand right up front. Number five, provide personal information. If the interviewer is going to be your new boss, he or she is going to want to get to know you as a total person. I remember so clearly years ago when I was at Columbus State University, which was in the 90s. I'm old. (laughs) And I was interviewing for a coordinator position. I I had a, I was the director of the Career Center, and I was interviewing coordinators for a, a position in the Career Center. And I knew that whoever I selected, very soon after that, we were going to be taking a fairly lengthy car trip to a conference that I wanted to, us to both attend. And it was it was in Clearwater, and for whatever reason at the time, financially we were it made more sense to drive than to fly. So we were going to be driving from Columbus, Georgia, to Clearwater, Florida, which was probably I don't know seven hours, something like that. And so I was thinking of that as I interview these candidates in terms of who of these people would I want to spend. 14 hours in a car with as soon as they come to work. Basically, it's going to be within the first couple of weeks of working. Now, clearly that would not be the only criteria I would use. I wouldn't dismiss a lack of qualifications or skills or experience in favor of I like this person, but absolutely my connection and chemistry with that individual was a piece of the puzzle that I was trying to solve in hiring someone. Even if the interviewer is not going to be your boss and is going to be maybe somebody from HR, giving the interviewer a sense of who you really are is going to help him or her decide if you would be a good fit if you should move on to the next level of interviewing. The caveat here is that the personal information you provide should be neutral or positive. So some examples, you could talk about a foreign language you're learning. A hobby that you're passionate about, as long as it doesn't, you know, signal that you're into death defying feats. A personal goal that you're working towards, like maybe you're building a home, you're trying to run a marathon, and then a recent travel experience, that would be another good example. Conversely, what constitutes negative personal information? So, what should you not say? So, as I've said, neutral or positive. So, something that virtually no one could find fault with no one you know there nobody's going to pick that apart and read anything in negative into it but there are some things and i've alluded to a few things that people have said to me in interviews number and ages of children and unfortunately that one is especially difficult and negative for women i hate that that's the case I remember very clearly when I was interviewing for my last job, I was a single mom. I had two preschool children. (laughs) So in other words, I was very much like that candidate, except I didn't say any of those things. I wasn't in the National Guard, but I was a single parent of two small children. My son was going to be in second grade and my daughter was going to still be in a, a daycare. And I didn't tell anyone that I had children. And in fact, I needed the help of the university career center staff to find me housing after i'd accepted the job because you know I was a thousand miles away back in georgia and i hadn't looked at houses while i was there because that was kind of premature and then when they offered me the position we had the coordinators went out and found me a place and i had to say i needed three bedrooms and they were like you sure you need three bedrooms and i still didn't tell them even though I'd gotten the job, I didn't want to divulge anything that could potentially work against me. And I, again, hate that that's true, but we live in the real world. Otherwise, health conditions. I've had people who feel the need to talk about health conditions. Now, it's very different if you have a disability that needs to be accommodated for to even have the interviewer interview happen that's different we're not talking about that we're talking about people who felt the need to share things that have nothing to do with their ability to do the job aren't physically apparent etc marital status you know whether you're married recently divorced widowed none of that is relevant to the interview and could be in some senses perceived negatively the fact of you being terminated or the reasons for being recently terminated not appropriate if they ask you a pointed question so if you've been terminated you don't want that to come out of your mouth if they ask you a pointed question you're going to want to give the truth but not the whole truth but i certainly wouldn't volunteer that i'd been terminated recently now the next tips that i want to give you apply to the tell me about yourself question but also the entire interviews so they're more broad so number six is pay attention to nonverbal cues One of the best ways to make sure that you're proceeding with your answer to any interview question in the way that the interviewer wants you, in other words, you're providing the information that the interviewer was looking for, is to look for nonverbal cues from the interviewer. Now, this is dependent, of course, on some visual ability in the interview. So a Zoom interview, an in-person interview, rather than a phone interview, and certainly rather than the Fairly common practice now of video interviewing. So they just, you know, you they ask a question, you answer it on a video, there's nobody on the other end. But when you have visual sighting of the person, you do want to kind of keep a look for nonverbal cues. This is not that I am saying that there is a right or wrong answer to an interview question. What I'm saying is that oftentimes I've experienced where the interviewer wasn't on the track I wanted them to be on. And I'm pretty good, especially if I'm doing coaching with the clients to redirect them, and many interviewers will, but you don't want to count on that. So if you're seeing something in their face or in their nonverbal cues that make you think that maybe you're on the wrong track, it's very appropriate and, and perfectly okay to stop. Ask the interviewer for clarification on the question, am I heading in the right direction with this or what did you need for me to go in a different direction? Again, no allusion to am I on the right, am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Am I saying the right thing or the wrong thing? But rather, am I going in the direction you want me to go to so that you can get the information you need? So that's number six, pay attention to nonverbal cues. Number seven, relax. And I know that's really hard. It's easier said than done. But I promise the more you interview, the more comfortable you will be with your presentation skills in this arena and you will start to relax. Now, I want you to be so relaxed that you're casual. I've had people in interviews who've draped their arm over the back of a chair and slouched. You know, they've gotten too comfortable. They've cracked inappropriate jokes, or they've called me maybe by a a nickname or a first name that I'm not comfortable with them using yet. So I want you to be professional and alert and on your best behavior. So not overly relaxed, but not so tense that you're visibly shaking, your words are coming out shaky. And this first question, this tell me about yourself question, is that great opportunity to relax? Because if you've prepared for the question, then you can relax into delivering your answer that you have well prepared for, and hopefully that you start to get more comfortable with the environment, the interviewer, the physical plant that you're in, the setup, all of that. And number eight, finally, let your personality shine through. I've interviewed so many people over the years who were stiff, and I felt like, at the end of the interview, I didn't know them as a person at all. It felt like everything they were telling me was what they thought I wanted to hear rather than the truth. It felt prepared, but there's, there's good prepared, which is what I want for you. And then there's almost would, I would use the term scripted. It feels very scripted and so planned out that. It's canned. It feels canned and it feels inauthentic at some point. If you have a sense of humor, I want you to let it shine through. Now, remain in good taste, of course. But if you have a sense of humor, they need to know that. Here's the thing about a, something like a sense of humor. If you don't let it show and they hire you, And then you get in there and there's your sense of humor and it doesn't mesh with the people, you know, they rightfully feel like they've been misled and you are not in the best environment for yourself. So the more that you can let you, the best version of you, shine through during the interview, the interviewer will be able to assess whether you're the right person for the job and you will be much more likely to end up in a position that fits you if you love to do nice things for your co-workers or create you know camaraderie between them a sense of team tell the interviewer about this give an example if you are too buttoned up because you think you should be a serious situation you think this should be very straightforward and serious and you're a naturally fun and personable person the interviewer is just you know, there's a bit of false advertising going on there. So be yourself, let your personality shine through, but be the best version of yourself, of course. And so here's an example I wanted to give you of my tell me about yourself question, which, as I said, when I, when I timed it, it was an hour, a minute and 50 seconds. And we're going to pretend that I'm applying for a job back in higher education as a director of career services, which I do not want to do, by the way. So <laughs> this, this is definitely fictional. So here's my answer. One of the most important things to know about me is the breadth of experience, skills, and credentials I bring to the table. As you've probably already seen on my resume, I spent 10 years as director of the Career Center at Columbus State University, followed by 12 years in the same role at Truman State University. At Columbus State, I led efforts to separate career services from the Counseling Center and became the new entity's first director. In that capacity, I created the university's cooperative education program, which was successful enough to be able to hire a full-time co-op coordinator the next year. At Truman, I took a career center that was underutilized and underwhelming into a highlight of the university, touted in admissions materials and to employers and donors. When I was hired, my boss told me that if I could turn the career center into a showpiece for the university, I would have worked a miracle. When he left Truman for another university, he told me I had worked a miracle. In 2012, I left higher education to work in my practice full time. In this capacity, I have worked with clients on all continents except Antarctica, on resume writing, LinkedIn profiles, job search strategy, interviewing techniques, salary negotiations, and career management. I am one of 23 master resume writers in the world and a certified job search strategist, certified executive and leadership development coach, and master practitioner of the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. While I have loved owning my own business, I am excited about the prospect of leading a team again and being part of a team as well. I am motivated to help each team member reach their full potential and create a team that is cohesive and engaged. On a personal note, I am an avid reader and love to listen to True Crime Podcast. I have two hound dogs who love to take me for walks. All right, so a little bit of humor there at the end. Notice I kept it very high. Like I, I worked here, here was something I achieved. I worked here, here was something I achieved. Now I have my own business. Here's kind of a little bit of the scope of that. I've explained why I'm making this return. In my case, I need to explain why I want to go back into higher education. Again, I do not. So I kept it very high level. And gave them plenty of content. So that wasn't fluff. It was substance, but it was high level. So if they want to know more about how I started a co-op program, all they have to do now is ask. They've seen it on my resume. I've reinforced it in my introduction but I didn't go into detail about how I did that, why I did that, when I did that, any of those details. So I hope that has helped you. You may want to go back and listen to that part where I go over my tell me about yourself answer and think about what are the parallels for your tell me about yourself answer and how you can craft yours. Again, I recommend outlining it. Here's you know, here's the past thing I want to talk about. Here's how I want to talk about the present. Here's the future and then start practicing it in front of a mirror best case scenario is you practice in in an interview coaching session with someone like me but if not certainly with people in your life who have interviewed people know what a good interview answer is versus a not so good answer and can give you honest feedback and will give you honest feedback i hope this has been helpful and i will see you not too soon I hope you have a wonderful holiday again, and it has been my absolute pleasure to be with you throughout 2022, and I'm not going anywhere in 2023. Please tell your friends, especially as we go into the high interviewing and job search season of January, February, and March. A lot of people probably in your life could use the content on this this podcast, and keep in mind always that you can go to my website, exclusivecareercoaching.com and click on the podcast top, the podcast tab where everything is grouped by the type of content. So if you want to know specifically what are the interviewing podcasts, you can see them all there together. And there's several tiles with topics on there that cover all the areas that that I discuss on this podcast. So I will see you in 2023.